0: Hi, my name is Emily White Rubin, and I am an emotional health specialist. For many years now, I've watched our world label people's depth of feeling as a problem, as something to fix or mask, as anxiety, depression, as something is wrong with you. Our suicide rates continue to grow higher, and our addiction to drugs and numbing continues to increase. Many of us are hiding how much we feel because our culture can be so quick to shame or judge us for being too emotional. I witness someone apologizing for crying almost every single day. I believe that we need more emotional education, more tools, more support in being with how deeply we feel. I don't have all the answers, but I want to be in the big messy questions. How do we cause less harm in our big waves of feeling, like rage, grief, anxiety, or fear? I'm here to help people learn how to be there more for themselves and for others emotionally. Welcome to Feeling Deeply. Welcome to Episode 6. I'll offer a simple pause now to check in with how we're feeling. And if you like, try exploring bringing a little bit of warmth as you're checking in with yourself, kind of like you would with a dear friend that you haven't seen in a long time, where you ask them, how are you feeling today? How are you doing right now? Does it change anything to offer a bit of warmth as you check in? I am deeply grateful to have my dear friend and colleague Steve Andrus as my guest today. He lives in Salt Lake City and believes in a mind body spirit approach to healing, founded on developing self compassionate acceptance in embracing life's experiences. And in my experience, Steve lives and breathes this every day. His son Tyson died by suicide 11 years ago. In this episode, he speaks openly with me about pain, how he practices being there for himself, for others and the impact this event has had on his life. Steve Andrus is a clinical mental health counselor with his own private practice called Healing Path Psychotherapy, and he works at Volunteers for America Cornerstone Counseling Center. He also volunteers at the University of Utah Caring Connection facilitating grief groups and in healing Native American sweat lodges for youth involved in the legal system and the public. He has given presentations for the National Alliance on Mental Illness, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, along with other local organizations. Just one more note, most people use the phrase committed suicide, and I used to use that as well. But I've learned in the past few years that amidst people who have been touched by suicide, the overall preference is not to use that term because it sounds like committing a crime. During our conversation, you'll hear Steve using the phrase completed suicide. At the time of this interview, that was widely used amidst these populations. And since then, the preferred term has shifted to died by suicide. Here's a brief clip from our interview, and then we'll begin our conversation.
1: It's just about, for me, really being a good father, primarily. Like, uh, my son will always be my son, so... To say I lost him wasn't really accurate because I didn't lose him. He's always with me. And I think he's always with me because I learned how to embrace the experience. To actually yeah, embrace the pain. Embrace the fact that this happened and now how do I live with it? How do I grow from it? How do I heal from it? And how do I share that with others? So that they can also uh, get on that path to healing and recognize that there's joy and there's happiness and there's life after those experiences. And it can truly, for me, give gifts that I don't know as if I could have achieved in any other way besides going through such an experience.
0: Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this.
1: No, you're more than welcome. I mean, it's an area that's a dear and near and passionate to me. And so it is that. It's that aspect of healing that is so powerful. And for me, it's uh, how can you keep that to yourself when you know how powerful it can truly be. And so it takes that being open, being vulnerable, uh, important, Telling other people your story of how to embrace it and how to, uh, potentially, you know, just have a deeper, more meaningful healing experience.
0: Hmm. Yes. Will you share with me a little bit about your story?
1: Sure. You know, my, my story starts with, uh, well, it doesn't really start, but, uh, from losing my son to suicide Uh, completing suicide. I never lost him, but uh, he completed suicide at the age of 18, uh, senior year in high school, and never seen it coming. You know, I think uh, should I have seen it? Were there warning signs? You know, all those things? Possibly, but you know, the part of it is is just reconciling that a lot of that I'm never going to know. You know, he took that option which to me was just a sense of incredibly deep pain and through that pain uh, became you know it became important for me to understand it and so uh, after that I spent uh, 10 months approximately just struggling with it really coming to grips with it a lot of that time was just spent in shock uh, not really believing it and, uh, not really having any place to really share it either. But, uh, I think I did my own insightful thinking about it, just sitting with it, being in that space of of a father of, you know, just really questioning why. And then when I went to a grief group, uh, 10 months later, uh, It was just a real incredible experience of feeling supported and loved by others who had gone through similar, you know, experiences. And through that, I uh, just uh, had almost an innate sense like this is something that I need to pursue. This is something that feels so right. This is something that I you know, is more than just this grief group. This is something that's going to be lifelong for me. And uh, through that experience of doing that grief group, I started to engage with uh, the Caring Connection is who I did the grief group with, engaging with them, talking to other people that had been through that experience, doing a couple of research projects with the University of Utah. And then I reached out and said, would it be okay to co-facilitate or facilitate and they started me co-facilitating and I was doing groups uh, in that manner and uh, then at that point they also just let me facilitate which was a rare case because everybody on that was doing the facilitating and the caring connection were all licensed therapists you know the psychologist and I was the only one that was a layman out there <laughs> just because and i do i do believe it was because i just truly could connect with people and i think that came from just having deep empathy and under, you know and a want to g- gain some insight of others experiences and to share and let them know that they weren't alone and through that experience of facilitating those groups uh, i came to the understanding too like i really love touching people and helping them with the loss that occurred, but I felt the need to get on the other side. What about helping people before they actually attempt? What about helping people that have attempted and did not complete suicide? What about those people? Mm. And the only way I could see to do that and do it in a manner where, okay, I know I have empathy, I know I have a real connection with people. I know I can sit with people and be in that space. But I do need to get some education and knowledge to back up what I'm doing naturally. And so by going back to school at that point, I went back to get my master's degree. And then I could actually put knowledge to what I was doing. I was naturally going through a lot of steps, but then to put the psychology and science behind it was very powerful because then you could gain more of an understanding of actually the psychological development of people, of the struggles, the different things that they face, and then I could get on the front side of actually helping people deal with mental health issues. And once I completed school and got to that side it was another complete level because now I could be with people struggling with suicide have attempted suicide and people that have lost someone to suicide so I could go across those realms and uh, you know I I think make more of a difference because now I could actually Uh, passionately pursue this in a more meaningful way Mm. and uh, it's been an incredible experience ever since uh, I did that so now I've been uh, out of school practicing as a licensed clinical mental health counselor for four years you know actually closer to five years and uh, it's just about for me really being a good father primarily like uh, my son will always be my son. So to say I lost him wasn't really accurate because I didn't lose him. He's always with me. And I think he's always with me because I learned how to embrace the experience. To actually em- yeah, embrace the pain. Embrace the fact that this happened. And now how do I live with it? How do I grow from it? How do I heal from it? And how do I share that with others so that they can also uh, get on that path to healing and recognize that there's joy and there's happiness and there's life after those experiences. And it can truly, for me, give gifts that I don't know as if I could have achieved in any other way besides going through such an experience. And I believe, again, the reason why I was able to do that is because I found a way to embrace the experience, which is different for me than just accepting. Accepting is saying more in a logical way, I accept what happened, I get it, I understand it, great, I'm setting it aside. Yes. Embracing it is saying, I accept it and I'm going to hold on to it. And actually carry it with me and when you can do that in a way that is actually a healing process it means so much more because grieving is not about letting go it's not about putting it behind you it's not about getting over it it's about learning how do I live with this how do I hold on to it so it has meaning how do I make meaning in my life with it and how do I find happiness and joy with it and move on in life in actually a way that i'm a more in a more fulfilling way than i've ever been able to before
0: it's a very powerful perspective and i think one that i find very moving on a lot of different levels that distinction you're making to not just accept but to actually embrace to actually go in to <laughs> these arenas that you're doing not only now professionally, but also personally. And I'm curious when you were in the early stages and working with your own pain, because it's clear from what you're expressing that going and embracing through working with others has been very supportive. Was there anything that you could share that was supportive towards your own pain and towards processing that pain uh, just with yourself
1: yeah well and for me I think it came from a supportive family having other children that uh, I could talk with be with and the knowledge for me and and again this is this is you know my story so I don't want to generalize it to everybody but for me I just had this in innate want to make sense of it i had this uh, right even from the start i just had it's okay i'm going to take something positive from this i'm not going to let this you know i'm not going to let there be two losses in that he completed suicide and now my life's over Mm. for me it was that want and i've always had a you know i i've always felt like i've one thing I'd always count on is that I was a very good father I always had a connection with my kids and I always wanted them to know that I loved them and so that I carried forward and said how can I still maintain this love for my son and that is to I need to make sense of this and I need to tell his story and I need to introduce him to others and I need to help others to see that you can have something like this happen and you can actually have gifts given to you from it. Mm-hmm. And so many times I do think people try and go around grief, they try to go under it, they try and go over it. And it is incredibly difficult. And it was for me. It, uh, this, you know, I don't want to make it sound easy, but to actually go into it. To actually go into the pain and say, I want to feel that pain. Because in order to to accept it and in order to embrace it, you have to allow yourself to feel it. Otherwise, you aren't even certain what you're embracing. Mm. And so to actually go into that pain, you find meaning in the pain. That's where the meaning comes from, is when you can go into the pain and actually feel it, it starts to make sense of how much this person meant to you. And it, and it brings about a knowledge of wisdom that you can't get by trying to go around it or going under it only by embracing it. And I've always kind of equated it to like a puzzle in that there's a piece gone But you've looked at that piece so long and so hard and with such insight that you don't even really need that piece because you know exactly how it fits, what colors it contains, how it completes the puzzle. And so I can hold that and know now how much his relationship means to me. And I can always carry that. And I can carry it in a way now that has meaning, but the painful part of it, of the deep sorrow, is no longer there. It's uh, still a grief, it's still a loss, but it's a loss with meaning, mm-hmm. which gives me purpose and hope and joy in life because now life is so much more meaningful. I mean, you, you look around and you think, how can I not embrace this day? How can I not, uh, you know, share this message with other people? How can I not, you know, look at life so differently and want to make it a more fulfilling experience? And I think that comes from the same thing of really truly embracing what's important about life. It's the connection we make with people. And I find that with the grief groups I run and and do it's the, uh, you know, I can be in a grief group and talking with these people and the rest of all the things that we worry about in life go away. You know, you don't wonder about what's on TV. You don't wonder about, you know, who's winning the basketball game. You don't worry about anything besides this is life. This is about love. It's about loss. It's about how to carry on how to gain a deeper appreciation for these experiences. And I've been blessed by all the people I've met uh, that have been contemplating struggling and people that have been survivors of suicide. I would not have met those people if I hadn't figured out how to try and make a difference. And I, I probably wouldn't have changed my profession, I wouldn't have gone back to school, I wouldn't have done any of these things if it wasn't for my son. So I have to say thanks. I have to say, have incredible gratitude for this part of my life that has been so much more richer.
0: Mm. Yes. And it's something I appreciate so much about you, Steve, because I have my own Connection with pain and my own awareness of insight and wisdom that comes from learning to be with that pain and to actually just as you said so beautifully not just accept but to embrace to to really open arms to the experience of pain and have also found meaning, have found Mm -hmm. a deeper connection to myself, a deeper connection to other people. And yet, to see you uh, go through what you have in your unique experience to a depth of pain that I haven't had in personal experience, uh, I guess we all have our own unique experience with it, yeah? yeah? So it's really impossible actually to compare them And yet there's something so affirming about you sharing this in your lived experience that even having a son and that you loved in a depth of love that is beyond anything that any of us could fully understand. And yet you have found this this meaning and this yeah. this capacity to be with it in a way that for me is very unique, and uh, I really am inspired by it. And even that word sounds kind of ridiculous to me because. Well,
1: yeah, no, but I, I mean, but I, I really think you're bringing up an important point too, and that is that this just doesn't come about by suicides or by losses like that but i recognize by going through this it's, there's so many other pains yes. there's so many other points of your life that you that people close themselves off to yes and so i don't believe that you have to experience a loss of my, like mine but you have to gain that insight like our life's experiences an accumulation of everything and through that It's embracing all those little parts along the way. And how do we get to those places? Mine came through the loss of my son, and that opened up the dynamic of my life. And so it wasn't just about embracing that pain, but now it was looking back at the other parts of my life, Mm. because now it's unlocked a myriad of other pains, it's unlocked a myriad of other experiences that had not been resolved, and so I, I utilize that experience of embracing for most everything in your life. It can be, you know, grieving, uh, substance abuse. That's a that's a, a loss. That's there's a painful experience with that of looking at what that relationship meant. It can be abuse as a child it can be a divorce it can be loss of a job it can be so many things that we really need to take the time and say i'm going to embrace this there's room in my heart for this also and that can be done on small things and big things alike because they all are parts of us they're all things that we experience and have relationships with that are make up who we are, and the more insight we can gain from that, and the more we can look back and resolve some of those things with processing, unle- uncovering, making that unconscious conscious, the more fulfilled lives we can fit, that we can have. And so then, as far as all the things that we've experienced, they can define us up to a point of where we are currently. But once we, make, we become aware of them and start to process them and embrace them, they no longer have to define our future. Because now we've made changes. We've gained that insight. And when we gain that insight, the future becomes open yes. to a whole different level because anything's possible.
0: Yes. Well, and they're not affecting us unconsciously. Exactly. In yeah. the way that they often can. Yeah. And yeah. can really be, even if we're not aware, infiltrating they, all they the moments our of our, actions, our life. They affect our actions. They affect our
1: behaviors. They affect our emotions. All those things are affected by the experiences that we've had relationships with throughout our life, and that's what we've internalized. And Understanding ourselves is that ability to embrace it all and say, wow, okay. (laughs) It's cool. I'm living a full life. Yeah. I'm I'm living it all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. and I so appreciate you noting that because I think I'm making an even deeper connection that it is important to respect people's pain, whatever their pain is. And suicide is such a big word and it has so much weight to it in our culture. And and then also that often makes people feel like, I can't, I don't know how I would empathize. Sure. I don't know how I would be with that. I don't know how I would support someone. And then that can create that distance and that disconnect. And so you sitting across from me and saying, pain is pain right. and we're all experiencing it in our own way, uh, is a great reminder. I think even for me, who is so passionate about supporting people in pain and also embracing the and reaping what I'm seeing, the benefits of not avoiding what's painful, uh, is, is very, very valuable because it's easy to compare. And, uh, it's easy to compare suffering and then belittle our own suffering and say, well, you know, I've had this blessed life and I haven't dealt with suicide or I haven't dealt with sexual abuse or, you know, those big terms that then perhaps uh, have more authority towards their pain. And that's something that is really healing for me because I've experienced a lot of pain that I don't understand. I've experienced a lot of depths of pain that I just experience. And then sometimes I'll have some insight around them, and and sometimes I will be processing an old, incomplete experience. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I really don't understand the depth that I'm feeling. Right, right.
1: Well, and I think you bring up a couple important points, and that is there's a self-compassionate piece of that puzzle, too because we may not ever understand the depth of the experience or why we went through something, uh, suicide being one, but other things that we try and gain uh, knowledge of and want to know all the answers, and we just aren't. We're not going to. And so there's that piece of embracing it without a complete knowledge and the self-compassionate piece of, I don't necessarily have to know all the details the important part is just embracing what i do know and embracing the fact that i may never know yes and that's you know and i think with another thing that i was thinking of when you were speaking is like because when i when i deal with people that have lost someone to suicide it, it it never is just about the suicide it's never about that loss because it opens up a dynamic of like I mentioned of your entire life, and then you start looking at all those pieces and going down through. And it can be overwhelming. It can feel like this is too much. And so when I when I speak about embracing and when I speak about you know finding a way to do that, it's also being self-compassionate. It's not saying I'm jumping in the deep end. And give it to me. Here I am. I'm going to embrace it. And you know. No. It's about being open. That's where it starts. You just have to say. I'm open to the experience. I'm open to the emotion. I'm open to what may come from just. Saying there's room in my heart for this also. I can survive this. I can do this. And. And. I'm just going to be open to what may come up. And that's where it can start is just to say, I'm okay. I'm safe and I can do this, you know, in a safe, self-compassionate way. Because too many times when we start looking at at these things, if we don't do it in a self-compassionate way, we actually end up beating ourselves up and saying, I knew I was a terrible person. I deserve this. I'm not worthy of any compassion. I'm not worthy of any sympathy. I'm not, you know, I don't deserve it to be any, in any better place. And that's not what we want. It's we want to say, I need to forgive myself. And that's where a lot of guilt comes from. Guilt is based in pain. You know, it's based in that place of just not being able to forgive ourselves what I should have done, what I shouldn't have done, what I did do, we have to forgive ourselves. We have to say, okay, I did make mistakes. And I've been a part of these things that have happened in an accountable way like that, that was me. And do it so compassionately with forgiveness and that's part of the pain that we embrace also, is that part of us that we need to self compassionately say i didn't do that that was a choice i made and it's a choice i don't want to repeat and how do we do that we have to accept that we did those things we have to accept that that's part of us we have to embrace that we have choice and we have more choices now that we have the insight we do
0: yes yes and that self-compassion piece being a part of the embracing because that's the kindness coming back to really learning to be kind to ourselves, which many of us do not have training for and which can be very difficult to access when in just general life, you don't have much practice of how to be compassionate to yourself, how to be kind to yourself. And then you have this huge experience And this deep pain or guilt or shame or struggle. Mm. And so it is, it's something I think self-compassion is, it's a term that's becoming more utilized. Right. Uh, But I am very interested in the direct practice of it and how people learn to create their own unique practice of self-compassion. Yeah. And I'm just curious, is there anything you can share that you've utilized that's compassionate towards yourself, that uh, any any act or you know, hobby or things that you utilize that help you bring compassion in yeah. practice towards yourself? And,
1: and I think for, for me, it, it's about finding purpose. If you have purpose and you can tap into that, and I view purpose as being linked to your values and values come from the core of who you are so if you have purpose based on some of those internal values i think you gain some self-compassion for yourself because now you have more of a understanding of what is my purpose here what am i doing and how can i present myself to others and to the world in a way that is Based on my core values, with a, with a passion for uh, helping, a passion for making a difference, a passion for connecting with people, and so when I when I could find more of a purpose in, in uh, like a spiritual connection and of value that I found of importance, the more compassion I could have more have for myself. Mm -hmm. Because I could see others in a different light and that now I had comfort in knowing more about myself, knowing what I wanted to be viewed as, knowing what I wanted to share, knowing what I thought was important and saying my voice matters, my wants matter. And with that, I could be more compassionate with others, too, and saying, wow, I want you to find this same thing. I want you to be able to find what is your passion, what is your connection to life. And then looking at it that way, you could also look at others and say, okay, I'm saying this to others. I'm saying they can find a way. I'm saying they can find purpose. I'm saying they can find gifts. And I need to be saying those same things to myself. And so I could repeat that, like, what would I want someone else to say to me? How would I want to be supported? How would I want to be loved? How would I want to be uh, treated by others? I would like it to be compassionate, mm. and so then you can start to treat yourself a little bit more that way. And finding that, uh, you know, because I think another the other part of self-compassion is is you don't have to submerge yourself in it and stay in it, you know, for just indefinite amounts of time. And so for me, there's a part that I always call intentional grieving in that go into the pain, feel it, if feelings come up, spend some time with it, but know that you don't have to stay there. Mm. You can say, that's enough. I, I need to set it aside. I'm not pushing it away, but I will put it on the shelf for a moment. And now I can breathe and I can take a break from it and I can take a walk i can go do pottery i can go, go do photography i can go do something that is you know replenishing to my own self to my soul then i can come back to it again but it's moving in and out of it and knowing that you, you can do it you can intentionally grieve if you do it in a mindful way which brings up you know a whole other thing about mindfulness and being present and being grounded And when you're grieving, do it mindfully. Engage in it. Feel it. Knowing that, okay, I'll give myself 15 minutes, half hour. Then I'm going to take a break. Mm. That was enough. That's what I could do. And then you can start to control the grief instead of the grief controlling you. Mm. By being able to do those type of things. And that is a way to show self-compassion. In that... I can do this and show myself self compassion to say that's enough for now. I'm going to do something else and honor myself in this work.
0: I really appreciate you sharing that as well because those, that agency and even in a way uh, empowerment to know yourself and to be able to say, okay, I'm gonna go into this and I'm also gonna make a choice now to move out of it. Right. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of how I feel when I really process my grief well. I do feel like I'm very present to it. For me, it's very physical. I'll often you know, be holding myself with a pillow or having you a know, hand on my heart or, and really letting myself fully experience it and it's not that long of a time i go into it and then i let myself ride the wave out of it to not uh be just going over it and over it and dwelling in it and dwelling in it with which at one point i did do actually and it was uh Extremely painful and I I really just was getting caught. What I realized later was I was getting caught up in my mind and a lot of thinking about it and also this idea that if I just stayed in it long enough, I'd never have to feel it again.
1: (laughs) gone done over <laughs> yeah
0: i'll just i'll just just really go into it and go into it and go into it and then right. i'll never have to feel that kind of pain again yeah. which i came to recognize is actually not the truth of my experience and and not the truth of what i'm seeing in the common human experience yeah
1: yeah well you know and i think uh, i just got thinking too because i think there's a big piece to thinking that we're doing it the wrong way or i'm doing it the right way Mm. or people are telling me i should do this i should be over it i Mm. should you know why do you still worry about that just let it go do and so we tend to believe like well all these people then i'm something's wrong with me you know i'm not far enough along i should be further ahead i should be over this it's been a year it's been you know, six months. I mean, whatever. Right. Why is it and coming up again? Why is this coming up again? Mm-hmm. I must, something's wrong with me. Something's, you know, because all these people are telling me I should be over this and why do I still dwell on this? And right. And so I've gone
0: into it and I've been feeling it. So yeah. why is it still coming back on? So
1: that, you know, so that, and that's a, an important piece of that self Is like there's no right or wrong. There's no time frame. There's that piece of just be open to it. And because, some people may go through it quickly that's their path some people it takes longer and that's their path and both are okay and you know and and it's not for us to judge how they do it or anything else but it's to be supportive to give to create safety you know and that's for ourselves because if you have safety and if you have support and you have uh that then it's a lot easier to do because you can okay i can do this because i am in a place that i feel supported and i feel loved and that helps us to also create that for other people and that when you know when we want to support others it's not our job to fix it but it's our job to be there in a true empathetic way to say i'm here for you and i can sit with you in this place and i'm that's that's all i'm going to do because i'm not going to fix it I just want you to let you know that I'm here. I'm here to be in it with you. And that's so powerful because people know that then you are just there for them. And there's nothing else you know to do besides be there and let people know that you care.
0: And that is no small thing
1: no, no.
0: To truly not try to fix, to truly uh, see the things that are coming up in yourself and just sit in that with that person and say, I'm yeah. here and I'm not even going to try to pretend that I can know what you're going through, right, right, but I can be here.
1: I can be here, yeah.
0: I can be here with yeah.
1: you. And, and, and all these things that we talk about, none of them are easy. No, you know it's all just, uh, you know, and it's it, can uncom- be, it can be very uncomfortable. It can be very uncomfortable, and it can be very hard to lean into. It can be very hard to say yes, you know. Okay, I'll I'll feel this. I'm open to this, but uh, it you know, but it is powerful, and that's the thing that once you start to get on that path, and once you can open up to it a little bit, that's where I think it allows you that empowerment to do it yeah more and to actually be engaged in it and it becomes a part it becomes a i mean you never reach a point where this is all done you never say oh yeah as soon as i get here i'm golden it's a journey it's a lifelong journey and even though we may be working with past things there's always going to be more there's going to be more things that come about. And hopefully we'll just be a little more enlightened, a little more insight. So when other things come about, we'll just be able to embrace it a little easier. We'll be able to realize that pain is a part of life. You can't separate it. You know, you can't have all happiness without pain. And and I always find that an interesting thing because, you know, pain and happiness are, are both activated in the brain the same way. And when I think most people when you talk to them and actually what are you most proud of? What was a great experience? What was an, an accomplishment? It all involved a degree of pain. Yes, and so It's part of life and you know when it's like you, you don't do something necessarily because it's so easy I mean, you know something sure they're easy, but you don't get the same uh, feeling of accomplishment is something that really took effort. You know, graduating from school or completing a heart project or doing something that you just really put yourself into, running a marathon, whatever it may be, there's a degree of effort and pain to it. Yes. And that equates to happiness. And that's part of this, you know, is recognizing that you can't separate them. Uh, You cut yourself off from everything at that point and and it's tough I mean you hear a lot of people saying I would just as soon not have emotions. (laughs) I don't I don't want them I don't like them Put them all away But then wow that comes at a huge cost. Yes, you know, how do you have a relationship without emotion? How do you connect to other people without emotion? how do you you know connect with the world and have purpose and meaning without emotion. You know, it takes a vulnerability to open ourselves up and say, I need to be vulnerable. I need to be connected. And with that, yeah, you you open yourself up to some pain, but you also open yourself up to some incredible experiences that you will not have unless you're willing to go there.
0: Yes, it always surprises me how closely related they are, and as I age, how I'll have a moment of feeling genuine joy and also this kind of oh, yeah, it, it hurts, That's... it hurts. And I'm feeling this love, or like when my husband proposed to me, it was excruciating actually. Yeah. I, yeah. it wasn't just like, Woo-hoo, <laughs> you know, it, it hurt, yeah, it actually. That was the best word I could use to describe this stretching of my heart and this uh, beyond any words description of feeling yeah, that yeah. was not just happy.
1: Yeah, well and I, and I equate you know cause you, you look like childbirth, which is a pain I will never understand, but so many mothers you know they'll experience pain that I say I'll never understand but from that they say with so much joy like this is the most wonderful experience ever and so you have this incredible painful experience with life with the birth with a new beginning and it's such a connection to Wow, so meaningful, such a bond, such an experience to bring about life. And the only way is through this birthing experience with pain.
0: Yeah, it's beautifully expressed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I I think you like your relationship. I think, uh, you know, being asked to be married, I mean, that brings up a whole different level of vulnerability, too. Yes. And fear of commitment and... How do I have a healthy relationship? I have to lay it all out there. And that's scary. That's scary to think. I'm going to be so vulnerable that I'm going to put myself out there and say, this is me. And will they accept me? Yeah, and that's you know that's a powerful they, thing. Yeah, and will and that, they
0: accept me with all of me, including my experience of pain and yeah. my waves of emotion that I have to ride yeah. and uh, and theirs and and the vulnerability of being seen in that and
1: Yeah, will they accept me for all that I've been through? You know, because I you know that's that's a whole different thing. We can say, well, I've embraced my experience, but. Now, do I want to share that with somebody else? And will they be willing to embrace it with me and see me for who I am, knowing all this is me, all these experiences are me, and here I am to share myself with you? And will they see it that I am who I am, and that's why you love me, is because what I've been through, what I've experienced, and who I am from it?
0: deeply appreciate you offering you to our podcast today and I want to thank you so much for your authenticity and for your vulnerability for your openness to truly share more and all of you
1: you're welcome thank you you're welcome thanks for having me here
0: (laughs) pleasure (laughs) (laughs) If you're interested in being notified about further podcasts you can click subscribe wherever you like to listen and if you'd like more information about steve andrus you can find that at feelingdeeply.com slash podcast thank you for being here thank you for listening with me